Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More. It's Arab Shabbos. Time is short for me. So I will tell a short story. Gleenator. So there was a certain bar mitzvah boy. He was, let's say, a few months before his bar mitzvah. And his father wrote into the Rebbe and said that the bar mitzvah is coming up and wrote about the different preparations that the boy was taking, preparing um, various Torah uh, things for the Bar Mitzvah, whether it was reading the parts of the week from the Taita, or whether it was learning a mimer of Hasidus, a Hasidic dissertation. Not sure exactly what all the different details were. But the Rebbe answered, check the tefillin. The father was very surprised because he had bought good tefillin, he thought. He had spent a lot of money and uh, it just made him very surprised. So it was a cipher in Eretz Yisrael and he asked the people that he bought the tefillin from, what's with the tefillin? Uh, the Rebbe said, I should check the tefillin. They said, well, bring them in, we'll check them. As far as we know, they were fine. We checked them before we sold them to you. Fine. So he brought in the tefillin again. They checked them again. Everything seemed fine. He took them to a different cipher, checked them again. Everything seemed fine. Finally, after a few times like this, the Rebbe answered differently. And he said, speak to a Rav in the city of the Sefer. So the father found out exactly where the Sefer was located. He went to that city. He spoke to the Rav. And he said, the Rebbe keeps telling me Check the tefillin, check the tefillin. And every time I get the tefillin checked, they're perfect. Everything about them seems perfect. So the Rav said, who is the cipher? So he said, the cipher is so-and-so. Okay, the Rav said, since the Rebbe asked, I will go speak to the cipher. So, he called up the cipher. The cipher came to the Rav, and they started discussing where, where, where did you get your training? Um, tell me about how you write, and so forth and so on. The cipher, among the different things that he told the Rav, included the following statement. He said, "I live in such and such town, and." I use the mikveh every day. So the Rav said, but uh, there's not actually a men's mikveh in your town. You have to go quite a distance to get to the mikveh. He said, yeah, it's true. But uh, he said, I use the mikveh every time before I write Hashem's name. The Rav said, you use the mikveh every time before you write the Rav's name? He said, yeah, because I want to make sure that 
um, I'm at the highest level of purity that I can be. So the Rav said, well, um, since the mikveh is so far from you, um, how are you able to use the mikveh every single time? I mean, Hashem's name might appear several times in the same Pasuk, or at least uh, a lot of times in the same Parsha. I mean, how do you possibly go back and forth to the mikveh such a long way every time that it comes to Hashem's name, and you're about to write Hashem's name? How can you stop and go to the mikveh every time? So, so said, well, what I do is I leave space for Hashem's name, and I leave a bunch of spaces for, let's say, maybe 20 mentions of Hashem's name, I write all the other words, and then I go to the mikvah, and I come back, and I fill in Hashem's name. The Rav said, ah. The cipher did not realize he was making a very big mistake. That when you write a cipher taita, you have to write it exactly in order of the words. You may not skip and leave a space for Hashem's name, and then come back later, after writing more words, and fill in the spaces with Hashem's name. You have to write every word in order. The Sefer had been making a mistake. And the Rav said to him, not only are these tefillin no good that you wrote for this bar mitzvah boy, for this, 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 that was sold to this bar mitzvah boy, but you have to now go back to all of the people that you wrote tefillin for, and you have to tell them that their tefillin are no good. The batim may be good, the outside, but the tefillin are not good. I'm sorry, I think I said Sefer Torah before, the tefillin. Um, but the tefillin are not good. And so, of course, the Sefer had to correct all that. Now, how in the world did the Rebbe know that the tefillin had to be checked and not only checked because the writing looked perfect on them, but there was a, another problem with the tefillin. There's no way you could tell that when you looked. That's why even the cipherim who checked the tefillin found everything okay. So of course the answer is because the Rebbe has Ruch HaKadosh. That ever has some kind of divine inspiration that allows him to know that there is some kind of a problem, even though cipher after cipher checked them and found no problem, that there was something wrong in the way that it was written. And we are very fortunate that Hashem puts Sadiqim into the world and gives us an opportunity to be taught by them, to be inspired by them. If Hashem had made the world without Tzaddikim, it would be much, much more difficult for us. But Hashem did a big favor for us, made the world not just with Midas Adin, with severity, but also with Midas Chesed. Therefore, it's very important, of course, Torah in general, is revealed to us through Moshe Rabbeinu, who is a tzaddik, who Hashem spoke to. And Hashem taught us the Torah through Moshe. And so too all of the tzaddikim, especially the Nasi Hador, the 
tzaddik of the generation, the leader of the generation. And that's actually what Rebbe stands for, Reish Beis Yud, Rosh B'nai Yisrael, the head of the B'nai Yisrael. So we're very fortunate when we have an opportunity to learn the sikhahs, the talks, the memoram, the dissertations, the teachings, the letters, and so forth, of the leader of the generation. And even though it's been many years since the Estalkus of the Rebbe, but as the Rebbe said about his father-in-law, a tzaddik continues to help the generation and he, he remains still in this world even after his histalkus, even after he, he's, so his, his body is no longer operating in this world in a revealed way. But nevertheless, the neshama of the tzaddik is continuing to help us and continuing to help, especially those people that are connected to the tzaddik. And it's most possible to connect to the tzaddik even after he passes away by learning his writings, teachings, etc. In this way, the tzaddik is able to assist us. Now, of course, all brachas come from Hashem, but they're able to come to us through the tzaddik. And this way, we can increase more and more in learning taita and in doing mitzvahs, acts of goodness and kindness, learning about Mashiach and Gula, and this will all hasten and quicken the time of the Gula may come immediately. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More.